you know, you had mentioned dollar spot as uh, something to be uh, on the lookout for when you're doing fertilizer apps, and it's interesting that you say that because near the top of things they do to prep their course was fungicide applications, and, and we also asked them what their number one disease challenge was, and resoundingly, northern or southern superintendents cited dollar spot as their number one disease challenge. Talk to me a little bit about how to best combat this at this time of year and get this best under control and what sort of cultural and chemical methods could be used to help keep that dollar spot in check? You know, we've seen some, some research that dollar spot is the number one disease year-round, you know, including the fall. And when you're going into the fall, you know, obviously they can just do nothing. It's going to limit the recovery and you know, the results that doing nothing, the symptoms might persist into the, uh, the following spring. But typically, guys aren't going to just let that happen. You know, they would want to, you know, you could fertilize with a little bit of fast-release nitrogen to get recovery prior to winter. Also, you could, well, you know, if you, and then if you do that, you're susceptible to some snow mold because you just have a, a high nitrogen content in the soil, and that's perfect breeding ground for snow mold. But you could also, you know, go ahead and just put down a, a fungicide application to get a curative app and then also to give you a little bit of a residual so that, you know, you clean it up and then you can make it a couple more weeks before the weather really cools off and, and, so, and then the dollar spot really isn't an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, patch diseases was an, another one that they, you know, the various, there's a lot of them, uh, various yeah. patch diseases were, were named by superintendents. Any insight on how to keep that under control as well? It's not as much of a problem as dollar spot, but it, interestingly enough, it's something that superintendents in our research felt it was worth mentioning. Sometimes you end up with cool season brown patch and you know, culturally, it's one of those things that it kind of comes on with poor nutrition or poor fertilization as well. But I'd say the, you know, the best way to, to combat some of the patch diseases that pop up is just to go ahead and put down a, a nice fungicide application, something, you know, obviously it's going to take out the rhizoctonias, the brown patches. Uh, so typically, the symptoms will present themselves, but, you know, going into the winter, they're really not going to stick around that long. Uh, you're looking at later in the fall, typically after Thanksgiving, but before the first snowfall in the north and in the transition zone of getting down a, a snow mold application prior to that winter onset. Mm-hmm. And with southern courses who are, are gearing up for warmer weather and, and warmer play, the same sort of, of, of uh, thinking, or does that change a little bit when you're dealing with a warm-up rather than a cool-down? Well, it's it's kind of the same line of thinking, but you know, obviously the the weather is a lot different. Typically, diseases that you would see in the spring, in the summer, in the northern portions of the United States can actually present themselves in the southern portions of the, the United States. Pythium being one of those diseases that sometimes, even this year, you know, popped up in January in Florida. So mm-hmm. you know, typically, if you're a, if you're a northern guy or a transition zone guy, you don't worry about that until the summer. But it's definitely a different train of thought when you get down into the southern areas and, uh, and, and you have to battle pythium in the winter. Mm-hmm. You know, we had asked superintendents about their use of dyes and colorants as part of their practices when either putting their courses to bed in the north or getting them ready for play in the south. As you know, dyes and colorants have been very popular within the last few seasons. 
more and more superintendents using them for a variety of purposes. Interestingly enough, though, we asked them, are you using dyes and colorants as part of your fall prep? Among Northern Course superintendents, surprisingly, 72% said no. And uh, Southern Course, it was a little bit more split, but there, 58% said no compared to 42 who were saying yes. What do you think of those findings? Did that surprise you? Were you kind of under the impression that these were being integrated into more cultural practices? To be completely truthful, I never, when I was a golf course superintendent, I never used a colorant to mask anything during the winter. It was always mm -hmm. used as a marking agent. There were some cases when I was a distributor that uh, you know, some guys had a big tournament come up and they had a herbicide application that went awry slightly, and so they had to put down some turf paint to cover up some areas that didn't look so pretty prior to their biggest term of the year. So I'm not really surprised by it. I know that it occurs, but usually what I've seen is that guys are putting down colorants in the summer, typically on greens, you know, sometimes on tees. When the heat of the summer is going in full swing and you have a little bit of turf loss and maybe you have some brown spots on your greens that you didn't want to show up, or you didn't expect to show up, you never want that stuff to show up, so you put down a, some turf paint or you put down a little bit heavier colorant, mm -hmm. uh, maybe with a fungicide application or with a fertilization, a liquid fertilization, just to cover up any of those brown spots. I will say there are some products out there that are being used that already have a, a colorant mixed in with them, typically mm -hmm. fungicides, and they've, they've just seen the benefits of those products not only making the grass look a little bit better, but also adding some extra benefits of stress relief. Mm -hmm. You know, what role, if any, do surfactants play with winter prep? We asked superintendents about this, and it was pretty much split about 50-50 whether or not guys were using that. Obviously, more of a case probably could be made in southern courses with encouraging green up for the use of surfactants. Does it have a role with northern prep as well? Well, I think that it does because you, over the course of the winter, you tend to lose, you know, you shut off your irrigation systems mm -hmm. and because you don't want those to freeze and, and break the pipes over the long winter. And so it's pretty standard that a superintendent would put down a wetting agent or surfactant application just to help the greens make it through, retain a little bit of moisture and make it through that long winter. If you don't receive a lot of snowfall, your turf is just open to the, the harsh winds and the cold weathers. You can just suck the moisture right out of a green. I personally saw it when I grown in a golf course right before I left and came over to the distribution side. And my first winter after the grow-in, shut down my irrigation system early, and uh, because of the cold weather that was setting in, and uh, they were a a one a four blend grasses on the greens. And we didn't have a lot of snowfall, and I really, really worried as I was coming out of the winter, winter because they were so dry, so <laughs> extremely dry that I, right. I thought I just lost my job right there because I killed all these, all these brand new greens. You know, I wish that I had put something down, and I just didn't even think about it to hold some moisture in the greens. Sure, sure. Yeah, I would imagine uh, that's probably, like you said, that's not something that, you know, supers might uh, keep top of mind because they think of winter and, and snow as being wet, and, but actually it can actually be very dry and uh, and drying, you know, high winds and, and, and cold. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we've seen it typically a lot in the Midwest uh, over the past several years. You know, we've had a pretty good snow last year, and it's kind of hit and miss, but if you don't get a lot of snowfall, the, the golf course 
is wide open, the winds are howling through there, and you're just drying everything out. You know, we have a product, and there's some other products out there that you put down that are anti-transparents and that will hold moisture in, but I think it's just a great idea, one way or the other, if it's an, an anti-transparent or if it's a wetting agent, just put that down just to help hold the moisture in. You never know what Mother Nature's going to bring, and if you don't get a lot of snowfall, like they're predicting this year, we, we should get a lot of snowfall, but never quite sure. Uh, so mm -hmm. I think it's just a good idea to put some down.